Okay, so hello and welcome to Gulf Coast Ghosts. Um, yes, you heard that right. It's just Gulf Coast Ghosts because we have decided, and I did put this on our Facebook page, um, but we decided to drop the Gab and Spirits because. <sighs> It was a great name. It is a great name, but I feel like it's a little bit too, too um, long for us, especially if I've had a beer or two, or in this case, three, it's a little bit hard to say. It's a mouthful. Um, so it's just Gulf Coast Ghosts. Um, and as you may be able to tell, there's only one of us today. Um, that is because of that COVID, all the COVID crap. And I know that we can do like, like we could have gotten on Skype and done an episode here, but we, I mean this, I intended to make this a really super simple, um, ghost story, listener story, um, episode. So it's not, um, too terribly involved. Um, I am going to have a beer with me, so you're not going to miss out on your beer part. Um, I, I do want to, I don't have a whole lot of housekeeping right now. I do want to put out just a couple of things. Um, so it's been this Wednesday, whenever this episode comes out, it'll be three weeks that we've recorded and you're like, hello, Gulf coast. Where are y'all? We're here. Um, I, I don't, y'all may remember from a pre, like our first or second episode, but, um, Oh, by the way, (laughs) this is Jamie talking. Um, Anyway, y'all may remember that I work in a grocery store and this is a grocery store that is in Texas and I call it MIB, but I'm pretty sure y'all can kind of put two and two together. Uh, Work has been crazy. Absolutely. 100%. One thousand a million percent crazy um our schedules have just been totally bonkers and it's just been whack so um thank you all if you are shoppers with us we really appreciate you guys coming and and um being there with us um If any of you guys are ill, if you know somebody, if you have a family member that's ill, our hearts go out to you guys because the things that I've read, and I don't believe everything that's out there because I'm just one of those people that doesn't believe anything. But if you all have been sick with it or something similar, because it just sucks to be sick anyway. um, If y'all have known somebody who's got COVID, anybody, our hearts go out to you. This it's a scary time and we don't know from day to day, things change. There's always new information out there. Uh, so just know that our thoughts and our hearts go out to you guys. Um, you can always go on the Facebook page and rant and rave about it because believe me, we're right there with you anyway. Um, so that's that. And then, so that's the reason why we've been, away for a little bit longer of a period of time. Um, yeah, we, we could do Skype and, and I do plan on it because I feel like this social distancing thing is going to be a little bit longer than expected or that we want it to be. So it's just with my schedule, it's just been a little bit hard to do it all together. So I just figured for right now this week, I'll put together a listener story episode and at least give you guys a little bit of something and blah, 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 blah. And that's going to be it. So, um, with that, of course, I'm going to start with my beer and because we're talking paranormal, um, I am going to be drinking odd side because I just feel like paranormal is the odd side. This is Oddside Simcoe Dank Juice. And this is a double dry hopped um, IPA. 
I love IPAs. I, and y'all, honestly, I'm just going to say I wasn't, and I'm still not a huge beer drinker. I'm much more of a wine drinker. Um, I know way more about wine than I know about beer. And y'all probably can tell because you're like, hello, are you going to expand on that? And, you know, Google only tells us so much. So, um, on side dank juice. I just felt like this was super appropriate because shit is dank out there. Y'all. Um, anyway, I do have some notes for this, but let me pop this guy open for y'all. Yes. Okay. Um, so this is on, this is, um, by odd side ales. And this is actually from Michigan, so it's not even from Texas, but that's okay. Um, we'll share the love with y'all. Um, so um, Oddside actually started in 2010. They are located in Michigan, like I said, but they're actually located in historic Story and Clark um, piano factory, which is super freaking cool. And you guys can go if y'all are up in Michigan or if you're around that area and you're like, Oh my God, where am I going to go to have beer? Please wait until after COVID is over. Um, obviously we have to, sorry, that was dumb. Um, they have 27 taps. That's pretty badass. Super cool. Um, so Simcoe Dank Juice, this is, it's like I said, Simcoe Hopped. I feel like I'm repeating myself. Um, it's a juicy IPA. I love juicy IPAs. If you've had one, you know what I'm talking about. They are, it's juicy. Like it's just what the name is. It's juicy. And then it's 7.25 ABV. So honestly, because I'm three beers deep already, I probably am going to save the rest of this for my dear sweet husband who's in the back room. Um, I am at my house. I'm not at, obviously I'm not at Michelle's house, but, um, uh, we have three dogs. Thankfully they're all in the back room and they're watching the Simpsons back there. So I just felt like they need to keep the Simpsons with them. Um, anyway, so Simcoe hops, um, they are the most popular hops. They're known for diversity and unique complexity, which I feel like IHOP, um, IHOP, IHOP is complex. I'm talking about IPAs. Wow. Three beers. Maybe I shouldn't do this again. Three beers deep. Um, and they're often, like I said, associated with IPAs, double IPAs, India black ales, and India red ales. Um, they're used in conjunction with Cascade, Centennial, Chinook and Citra hops. Citra hops are really fun because you get that citrusy flavor. Um, and I feel like this dank juice has a really nice citrus flavor. It's not too terribly heavy. Y'all can hear it. Yeah. I don't know if you can hear that. Um, it's pretty citrusy. It's not too, but this is like perfect for if y'all are hanging outside doing some gardening and you're like, man, I need a break. Go get you a dank juice, you guys, because it is good. Mmm, yum. Okay. So, um, let's go ahead and start. So, what I did was, I actually got on Facebook. I went around to several Facebook pages, Facebook groups, and I asked for ghost stories. I don't know if it's because it's ghost stories and everything's a little bit... You know, people are like, mm, ghost stories. It was really hard to find some, but I, um, this is a shout out to my favorite murderer. I am a huge fan of them. Um, because not only do I like paranormal, I like true crime as does probably 70% of the United States. Um, my favorite murderer, they have many, many groups. And one of them is the Murderina P Paranormal Society. And I went on there and I, you know, basically just asked if we could start a ghost story thread. And so I got, I got several, I got a good handful of them. Um, and so I'm just going to go ahead and read. And then at the end, I'm going to tell you guys my ghost story. Cause I don't think I've told y'all mine. Um, and it's, I feel like mine is pretty bonkers too. So 
without further ado, let us begin. So this one is from Venetia. She's on that, um, she's on the Murderino Paranormal Society group that I'm in. So Venetia, here's yours. So she says, once I was staying in a hotel that was a converted farmhouse. Great, I know. It was in the hills outside of Tuscany, so there really wasn't much around besides a whole lot of trees, which sounds fantastic. I was jet-lagged at the time, so I woke up around 4 a.m., tried to go back to sleep, but after about 40 minutes of just staring at the wall, I decided to turn over to my bedside table to get my iPod. Just as I did this, I looked over to my mom's bed, two singles in a room, and saw someone standing up. At first, I thought it was my mom had woken too, but then I realized there was an older woman standing next to my mom's bed just looking at her. I was so scared I couldn't move, so I just kept looking at this woman. I can vividly remember her outfit and face, round wired glasses, and hair pulled up into a tight bun. This woman did not look happy, and it just really freaked me out. I decided to roll back over to turn the light on, and when I did, she just disappeared. I lay there until the sun came up, just waiting for her to come back, but never saw anything weird again. And so at that point, I commented, I have chills. Because can you guys imagine sleeping in a hotel room or freaking sleeping in your own house and you roll over because you can't freaking sleep and there's a woman standing there and like, hello, because you're already kind of, I don't know, I'm a tosser and a turner, but I do tend to go into a deep sleep. So whenever I wake up, I'm kind of out of it a little bit as we are. So can you imagine being a little bit out of it and then just seeing something that you know was not supposed to be there, but's there, but is there? Wow. I don't know if y'all can tell, but I've had quite a few mirrors today. I went in early and I got off early, but my goodness, it's just been so crazy. So I was like, uh, your girl's going to have a beer whenever I get off. Okay. So this one, it's pretty long, um, but not terrible. Um, uh, so this one, her name is Jasmine. Um, thank you, Jasmine. And also thank you, Venetia. That was a really great story. Super, super chilly. Um, so Jasmine, she just says that there's a possible, possible trigger mention of thinking I was about to experience an assault. I didn't though. So it wasn't an actual act is what she says. So I went through this whole quote unquote, the craft movie phase whenever I was younger. Yeah, it came out whenever I was younger. I'm old. Girl, we're about the same age, so you good. I'm not old. You're not old. Anywho, I only say phase because it personally was just something I tried out and not in a very educated way. She says, don't do that. Nothing wrong with Wicca or paganism. Just more so don't mess with what you don't understand or aren't willing to research properly and respect things. Totally respect it now in the witch community. So she goes on to say, I've always experienced spirits in my own natural, but in my own natural. Okay. But thought, Hmm, let me dabble in some stuff that might make it more frequent. So there I am 16 with some makeshift stuff, trying to conjure up something and see what's out there. You, my home, you could randomly get weird vibes I had seen shadow figures, etc. So there I am just piecing things together. Nothing happens and I give up. But I didn't put a circle of protection around me. Didn't close anything out, etc. Just nonchalantly gave up and went to bed. That's not the creepy part though. So later that night I'm laying in bed and I hear my bedroom door open and feel the weight of someone sitting on the edge of my bed. Thinking it was my older brother, I tell him to go away. I'm asleep. I don't feel weight shift or hear any noise that he is leaving, but clearly someone's on the bed. At this point, I remember my brothers were both asleep 
were both at sleepovers and my parents were out of town. So I mustered the courage to look behind me, but as I turned my head, it's violently shoved into my pillow. That's when I could feel the weight on the bed shift and what felt like a knee go into my back. My arms are hoisted behind me. Think how a person's arms go if they're hogtied, is what she says. Oh, I'm reading this and my lights just flickered and I'm not kidding. That was creepy. Anyway, and the pressure in the center of my back increases. At this point, I panic and think, oh my God, this is a home invasion or worse, an assault. Still, my head is pressed into the pillow and I can't see one side and I can't see any, anyone I struggle. I can't see anyone. I struggled to get my head turned to the side so I can breathe. I was scared. I thought I was going to die or be seriously harmed. Next, I see flashes of my life. And in my mind, it's making that clicking shuffle sound like a card, like a deck of cards and stopping at key points in my life. Suddenly it stops to when I was around five and scared because I saw a shadowy figure in my room. My mother brushing my hair behind my ears and telling me that if I ever see anything that to call on Jesus and he will send angels to protect me. All of this was happening so fast, but felt like forever. I tried to say something, but I couldn't because I was so scared. So I started thinking, Jesus, 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 until I could slowly squeak the words out, Jesus. It was probably super slow, but the sound boomed in my ears. At this point, I felt the pressure on my back lift, arms drop, and I thought, okay, Jasmine, it's time to fight, to go out swinging. I was able to whip myself around, fist balled and full of adrenaline. I turn, no one is in the light, no no one is there. The light behind a cracked door to my restroom made it where you could see. I'm fully awake. I was fully awake the minute I felt someone sit on the bed. I hear stomping like someone's running across my room and I audibly hear the sound of a door slamming. Yet I could see my door. It was completely closed the whole time. But I could hear the sound of a door swinging open, slammed shut, and running down the hall. I just stared at the closed door the whole time in disbelief. I couldn't move. I was so scared. The next morning after staying up the rest of the night, I go downstairs and the alarm is still set from the night before, but from the night before, no one except for me was in the house. There was nothing on our surveillance cameras. My parents came back that afternoon and I told them nothing because I grew up in a very Christian home and was dabbling in other stuff. Told them nothing that night after dinner. My mother kept looking around puzzled and asked me, Jas, do you smell roses and cigarettes? No one in my house is a smoker. My mother has severe asthma, so perfume wasn't allowed, etc. For about a week in our standalone house, you could smell cigs and roses, and I never slept on my stomach again. I eventually moved out of that room into the bonus room. So for two years, I left all of my belongings in my back bedroom while living in the bonus guest room until I moved out at 18. Holy crud monkeys. That is terrifying that is so scary um i like i can't even imagine like i've had some really weird shit happen to me you know that i can't explain and nobody was there to help explain it so it was literally just me and my brain which i don't know that may be a little bit more scary um but to be alone you know that you're alone And to have that happen to you has got to rock you to your core 100%. I just, I can't even. Um, So in the comments, like you open the thread and she says, I have another story about my kid seeing something she called quote unquote low, L-O-W. I will tell that story if someone wants to hear it. After getting pregnant with my oldest and giving birth, I had less experiences with ghosts. Um, side note, that also happened to me. I don't know what, anyway, I'll go on. I'll explain that further. Um, but then my, at the time, three-year-old started having weird experiences. Thankfully though, she's now 10 and we haven't had anything odd happen. Um, but her, Well, maybe odd, but definitely not anything as frightening as roses and cigs 
experience or my daughter having a friend named Lo. Um, wow. I guess that was pretty much it, but somebody commented and said, this was not the thread I should have read before bed. Seriously. That's so scary. So then ooh, we have another good one. Um, this one is from Melissa. She says, so when my boyfriend and I started dating about eight years ago, there was this jug that was sitting on the landing of his stairs. It had this pentagram with a snake on it in the shape of a two, like the letter two, uh, letter, the number two. And it was brought from a thrift shop. It was bought from a thrift shop. So we didn't know where it came from. There was a lot of tension in the house at the time. He was living at his parents still, and I had kind of moved in temporarily. We always suspected that there was something weird about the jug, but one day after a particularly bad fight, we moved the jug into the garage and things seemed to get better, but also weirder. It's like whatever t was attached to the jug was mad we moved it. My boyfriend's parents are kind of hoarders, so they have a lot, sorry, they have a lot of stuff in the garage that has been sitting there for years and years in the same spot, never moved, never touched. One day we were outside and we hear this crashing come from the second floor of the garage. Oh no, my phone just freaking did a stupid update. How dumb. Okay, we're going to get back. Uh, hello. So my son is walking through the house. You may or may not hear him walking. Okay, we're getting closer. Okay, here we go. Okay. Uh, my boyfriend's parents are kind of hoarders. So they had a lot of stuff in the garage that had been sitting there for years and years in the same spot. Never moved, never touch, touched. One day we were at, outside and we hear this crashing come from the second floor of the garage. And we go up there and there's all this stuff that had fallen. Anyway, so we moved in together a few years later and nothing weird happened until we moved into a house from the 1860s, an old school house converted into a duplex there we hoped it would be haunted because we're weirdos lol but it definitely seemed haunted the closet door would open by itself when there was no way for it to unlatch without force there would be water on the floor and we didn't know where it came from there'd be weird things like lids flying off of candles and we'd hear each other in other rooms one time my boyfriend chased me around the entire house but i was outside the entire time it mimicked us and the things we do. We'd hear things like children playing outside and someone yelling, Hey, like they were trying to get our attention. We moved out of that place and into our current apartment, but we think something followed us. So our current apartment was built in the 1970s. So it's not that old and sure it could have residue left over, but this thing has gotten stronger. It opens our doors, mimics us and our cats, etc. We've gotten into using the Ouija board now and has been in con. Oh my goodness. And have been in contact. I don't even <laughs> want to say this. It's so creepy. <sighs> and have been in contact with Zozo now. And last night we saw two red dots in the fish tank, which the fish lights. Here comes my husband walking through. Come on. Um, the fish lights were turned off and no red lights at all while we were talking, while we were talking to Sozo. So that was weird. So lots of stuff over the, over the years, but it's, but I welcomed it. Ooh, I don't know that I would play with a Ouija board. I never have. I kind of want to, but I'm scared to. Neil, that's my husband. Would you play with a Ouija board? Sure. <laughs> Who would you conjure up? Okay. Um, and then I don't know that I have anything else. I do have one, but I kind of want to save that for another time because she added her story to Reddit, which I'm in love with Reddit, but Ooh, that's a good one. Okay. I'll read this one. It's not too terribly long. So this one, let me go back. Oh, go back, go back, go back. 
This one is from Nicole. So she added her ghost stories to, um, well, this one in particular to uh, Reddit. And this one is called The Man in the Hat and Other Ghosts. So she says, I grew up in a small rural town in the Midwest. The house we lived Excuse me. The house we lived in was built in 1905 and it clearly had seen some stuff. I'm positive this house is the reason I'm afraid of the dark. I was, excuse me, eight in 1995 when we moved into this house. Shit started happening pretty fast. The first thing we all remember was my mom waking up in the middle of the night to find the bathroom light on. When she went into the bathroom, she found the shower curtain all twisted up and all of the toiletries from inside the shower were stacked in the middle of the floor. Ooh. She thought it was my sister sleepwalking. Of course, my sister had no memory of that, but considering how precariously everything was stacked, it didn't seem like a plausible explanation. Next, our dog started noticing things. They would raise their hackles and growl as a dark shadow passed my parents' bedroom door. Occasionally, the dog gates my parents. The dog gates my parents used to keep the dogs out of the dining room would snake and rattle, which of course also sent the dogs growling. The shadows, along with taps on your shoulder, only to find that no one was there, became commonplace for us. A really regular occurrence was hearing someone walk up and down the stairs. I remember one morning I was in my room upstairs getting ready. There were two bedrooms upstairs, mine and my older sister's. She had graduated, so I lived upstairs alone. I could smell breakfast cooking. When I heard someone walking up the stairs, I figured my mom was coming to tell me that food was ready. However, when she didn't knock on my door, I thought maybe she was waiting behind my door to jump out and scare me. These kinds of pranks are really common in my family. So I stood to the side of my door to where my mom won't be able to see me immediately when I opened it. I swung the door open only to find no one. The hall and stairway were totally empty. Are you going to sit down? Pull the chair out. Sit down. Or not. Okay. Um, she goes on to say, I'm a pretty skeptical person. Now that I'm almost 15 years removed from living in the house, I doubt some of these things. However, several of my friends here heard those footsteps on the stairs over the years, but it got worse. I was 13 when, when one night I woke up around 3 a.m. Quickly, I realized that what woke me up was a strobe light I had, which was definitely off when I went to sleep, but was on now. I was afraid that someone or something was in my room, but I could only see in flashes. Ew, how creepy. Each time the light flashed, I was afraid I would see someone or something that had turned the light on. After what felt like forever, I got the courage to jump up and turn my light on. Her light bedroom light. Of course, once my room was fully illuminated, there was no one there. I switched off the strobe light and likely didn't sleep the rest of the night. When I was 14, after watching way too much HGTV, I decided I needed to redo my bedroom walls. They had this terrible... 80s wallpaper with pink flowers. I probably would like that. Um, so I set out to remove it. Once I got started, I realized that the wallpaper had been put over paint, which had been layered over more wallpaper. Seven layers of paint and wallpaper all the way down to the original wallpaper 1905 plaster. It was tough work, but I figured it was summer and I didn't have anything better to do. So I was working away on it one day while my parents were at work. I heard the phone ring downstairs, you know, landline days. I ran down, oh no, my phone's gonna die soon. I ran down to grab it, except right before I got to it, I heard something pounding in our basement. I stopped at the closed basement door to listen closer when suddenly I heard the pounding ascend the basement stairs right toward me as if someone were stomping up the stairs. At that moment, the answering machine picked up and I heard my sister's voice on the machine. I sprinted to the phone, grabbed it, and sprinted outside to our front steps. I told, her, I told her hysterically what happened, and since she knew our house was haunted, she took me seriously. She told me to just sit outside until my parents got home. There was absolutely no chance that there was a person in that house with me, and when my parents got home and we went inside, everything was totally normal. 
I'm so glad that basement door was closed so I didn't see whatever was making that noise. Also, I stopped removing wallpaper after that because I was convinced I pissed something off. My old bedroom isn't, still isn't finished. One last story, the man with the hat. <clears throat> My mom has seen an entity, entity, um, which we believe might be, oh, Neil just put a hat on, yikes. My mom has seen an entity, ent stop, entity, which we believe might be the one walking on the stairs. She was watching TV in our living room. The back of the couch is on the wall that has a stairway behind it. My mom heard the footsteps on the stairs, fairly normal, but then she started to feel like she was being watched. She turned around to find that there was a man peeking out around the corner from the stairway wall. Ew. Uh, he was wearing a hat and he was smiling at her. Get out. She was so petrified that she rolled off the couch. I'm sorry. I'm just picturing someone doing this. She rolled off the couch and crawled out of the living room on her hands and knees. Weird instincts. I would have just run. <laughs> she said that even though she was scared at the time, the smile was friendly. Ooh, fuck that. No, no, there's no great conclusion to the story. My parents still live there. No, they still hear footsteps, get tapped on the shoulder. And sometimes the dogs still growl. They apparently don't mind. The thing is, they're getting older, and my mom let me know that she made me executor of the will, which means that at some point in the future, I'm going to have to deal with this haunted-ass house. Great. So, oh, that was, that was Nicole's story. And fuck that. What if some guy, we don't have stairs in our house, Neil, but what if some person like peeked their head around the wall and just freaking smiled at you? What would you do? Pee your pants or poop your pants? Which one? Smile back. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Um, so I go ahead. So Neil is drinking. Neil's drinking odd side hopping mad. Um, I did not do research on that one, but uh, I mean... Y'all know that it's from Michigan, so. And that one's really good, too. Nice and hoppy. I'm sure made with very similar, probably not Simcoe hops, but pretty similar hops. Probably Citra hops. Anyway, so. Citra and Amarillo. Oh, Citra and Amarillo. Mmm, yummy, yummy. So, I told y'all that I would tell y'all my ghost story. And my husband, who was sitting right across from me, say hello. Hello. <laughs> he, he was there the entire time, but he's a skeptic. Um, so I guess it's kind of healthy uh, that he's a skeptic, I guess. Um, my thing happened, how long ago was this, do you think? Because I feel like I <coughs> tell people the wrong time all the time you're talking about the the apartments kid? yeah <clears throat> uh, i mean we lived there from like 2009 2015 so somewhere between there so okay between 2009 2015 there was a um oh he's looking it up right now yes he not he but there was a fire at our apartment uh hello at our apartment complex, but it was on the opposite side. So we were in bed because we're old and we go to bed early. Oh, 2010. 2010. This is 2010, people. So we're laying in bed. It probably was midnight whenever this happened. I don't know. I'm assuming. Um, but we lived right on the street. So... Anytime cars pass by, anytime anything happened, we always saw bright lights. And this night, of course, we saw the ambulance, the fire trucks, cops. Our street was lit up. So I'm like, what the hell is happening over there? I get up, I look out my blinds, and I see on the opposite side there's a fire. And I'm like, holy shit, there's a fire over there, man. Well, it turns out that it was a really terrible 
I mean, any fire is terrible, but this one was incredibly terrible. Um, cause didn't all three children, there was four kids, but <coughs> all three, there was three kids that passed away. Two died in the fire and the third died in the hospital. Right. So, and apparently when people, cause of course the news was out there, people were being, um, interviewed and they were saying that they could hear the kids screaming from inside, which I don't know that I would ever be able to get that out of my brain. Um, so I, feel for those people who have to live with that um anyway so our what happened to us i guess not really us i'm just gonna say me what happened to me didn't even start immediately it it started just a few months after the fire but i was home i can't remember if i was a stay-at-home mom at that time still but it was during the day we were just hanging out watching probably Bolt, because that was James's, my older son's favorite movie at the time. And the boys, both my boys had their, all their toys were downstairs for them to easily grab and play with. And one of their toys was a Woody toy from Toy Story, but it was a pull string. So you had to manipulate this thing for it to even play. But it would start going off. And I was like, what in the world is happening? So I brought it up to Neil and Neil was like, well, it probably is ran on batteries, which I'm like, well, it's the two thousands. Everything's ran on batteries. So, but then I realized that this thing didn't sound like it was running on batteries. It never sounded like it was dying. So I can't remember if any other toy went off. I think it was just that specific one had went off and, um, man, it was really creepy. So, like I said, like, so our bedrooms were upstairs, um, living quarters, um, second bathroom and kitchen were all downstairs and dining room. So upstairs in our bedroom, Levi, my youngest son is, um, we were potty training him and also we were trying to get him to sleep in his own bed. This kind of all happened around the same time. So, um, he was going through some major changes, that poor little boy. And our bedroom, the way it sat facing the street, but the street lights would come in. So anytime either of the kids would walk in, or if Neil was walking around the room, we would only see silhouettes. It wasn't, I couldn't see anything else. Um, and this child who I thought was Levi, this happened quite often. It didn't happen just once or twice. This, this happened quite often to me. Um, my husband will disagree whenever I say that I'm a light sleeper, but I do snore. I'll admit to that. Um, I was, I was at least back then a light sleeper and I would pretty much wake up to anything. And we of course had carpet in this apartment. And so I could hear Levi walk down the hallway and it was our bedroom, the bathroom, and then the boys' room because they shared a room. So he had a whole room or a whole door to walk between. So it was a pretty long hallway for little bitty legs. And so I could hear him walk down the hallway and then I could hear him walk into our bedroom and I would open my eyes and I would see him walk to our side of the bed and I would um, close my eyes because I would want him to know mom is asleep. I better go to my own room. And sometimes that worked because um, I would he- I would be able to hear him walk away. But there were some times whenever I thought it was Levi walking into our room and I would shut my eyes and I would hear him come to our side of the or I'm sorry, my side of the bed I would have my eyes closed and I would wait a couple of seconds for him to walk away, but he never did walk away. So at that point I would open my eyes and nobody was in front of me. And I was like, all right, cool. Um, that happened a handful of times. There was one night I was laying in bed. My feet were stretched out, but they were both underneath the blankets. So I thought that they were safe from monsters. And I remember, 
my toe got poked and it got poked so hard that it scared the shit out of me. And I pulled my leg back in, like back into my body and, um, didn't stretch my legs out for the rest of the night. Cause it scared me cause I wasn't expecting it. Um, there was also another time, of course, we were in our bed and I heard Levi walk in and, um, I felt little hands on the foot of our bed and I actually felt these little hands on my foot. Like they touched my foot several times and Levi did this too. Um, sometimes not all the time, but I would sit up and pull him in bed and you know, we would all go to sleep. But this one particular time, um, I sat up and nobody was there and that scared me because at that point, this thing touched me and I, it scared me cause I couldn't see it and I didn't know what was there. And then the biggest thing happened that I was working in a restaurant at the time and I don't think I was working back of house this day. I think I was, I was front of house and I come home. It's pretty late and I walk in and I'm like, man, I gotta go take a shower. I smell like steak and potatoes, which not a bad thing sometimes, but I walk in, Neil is watching TV. Levi is asleep beside him on the couch. Okay. I'm going to go take a shower. So I go upstairs, check on James. He's asleep in his bed. So like I said before, it's whenever you go up the stairs, it was the boys' room, the bathroom, and then our bedroom. So I go in the bathroom and I shut the door because I don't want James to wake up from the light from the bathroom. So at the time we also had a sheer shower curtain. And so I'm what? Oh, he's just saying sheer shower curtain, all creepy. Like, so I get in the shower, I'm washing my hair my eyes are closed and I can tell that the light is changing. So I open my eyes and when I open my eyes, I'm watching the, the bathroom door open. And it opened really weird, like, because it was really like a fluid motion and it just stopped. It didn't touch the, the bathtub at all. And like it normally did, it, it glided open and in walked who I thought was Levi. He walked and I watched him with my eyeballs. I even tracked my, my head moved where he walked because I was watching what he was doing because he was also known to sleepwalk and then he would fall into things. So I was watching this, watching to see what he was doing. So in walks this little kid and he walks right back out. And I thought, man, that's really weird. Why wouldn't he use the bathroom since we were potty training him? So I get out, I get dressed, whatever. I go downstairs. Well, as I'm going downstairs, I check on James. He's in the same exact position and I get downstairs and Levi is asleep next to James. And I said, Neil, did Levi go upstairs? And he said, no. And I was like, okay, well then did you hear James walking around upstairs? And he said, no. And I feel like I said, stop fucking with me are you fucking with me right now? And he was like, no. Do you remember this conversation, Neil? No. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> it happened. And I was like, quit fucking with me. Like, did Levi go upstairs? And he said, no. And so then I started thinking about it. And I was like, dude, I saw a little kid in our bathroom. I saw him with my eyeballs. I watched him walk in and walk right back out. And then I started thinking even more about what this child looked like. And he was just gray. He wasn't a certain color. He was just gray. I guess gray is a certain color. But then I'm thinking even more. And I remember being able to see through him and see the counter of the sink, like the sink, you know. And I remember seeing the little hairs on his head stick up, like sticking up in the back of his head. Um, just messy little hair. And so it really scared me because this is not one of my children that lives in my house. A child was in my bathroom and I saw him and some, you know, and I do truly believe that 
children are not always children and they they as in like demons or whatever can come out as children to us you know to make us believe them a little bit more and want to help them and get closer to them I don't think that that's what was going on in this case the same day that I saw him that I saw this little boy I had also bought a chair from Goodwill it was just a cute little rocking chair really really cute it was really comfortable but the moment I sat in it I felt something different. I didn't feel like it was just a chair. I felt like there was a lot of energy in that chair. And I feel like whenever I brought that energy into our house, it gave this little boy enough to show himself to me. And so I'm telling my sister about this because she's super into the paranormal as well. And she says, man, we got to do some research. So she's looking up the obituaries for these kids because... Her husband knows the mom of these kids, like not very closely, but he knows of her. So they were friends on Facebook. And so um, she found the obituary for all the kids that had lost their lives in this fire. And the youngest one, he was five years old and his name was Nathaniel. And she sent me a picture of him and it looked exactly like what I saw in the bathroom, the little hair sticking up the, the haircut. Cause I can make out feature. I couldn't make out features, but I could see some, some small details. Um, I didn't see a face. There was no face to him. Oh, it freaks me out thinking about it. Um, I couldn't see a face. I could just see the details and the outline of him, just his silhouette, but it was a gray silhouette. Oh my gosh, Neil, I'm still like, I saw a ghost. So, um, it was, it had to have been him because the next day I was off of work and I said, you know what? I'm going to put this to the test. So I stood in my shower and I had each of my little kids walk in to the bathroom, just as that little boy did walk in and walk right back out. And each time the size was not, they were two totally different sizes from this little boy and and I just knew that it wasn't any of my kids mostly because I had another adult in the house that could tell me that neither of them were walking around so it was bizarre um anyway that's my story that's a really good one I think um I will tell you that we had And I probably should have put this in my housekeeping, but I forgot until just now. We went, um, remember Michelle and I were telling you guys that we were going to go and do a ghost hunt at her in-law's restaurant. Well, we went and we got some um, really creepy stuff. Not from the, I didn't get any creepy stuff that I know of yet from the restaurant, but we did go to a couple of little cemeteries in the area before we went. And there was one, it was called Parker Cemetery. And man, I don't have my notes in front of me, so I can't remember this lady's first name. But um, she is buried in the cemetery. And her name is Hattie. That's what her name is. Um, Hattie Parker. And so, but she was actually a Hodges. She wasn't a Parker. So she's buried under the name Hodges in this cemetery. And so in the middle of the cemetery, there's this cute little chapel. Um, But it's like cute, like country fad cute, but it's creepy as shit. Because if you guys have watched that, um, what's that movie? What's that movie? Uh, Poltergeist. Poltergeist, the second one. Remember that really creepy reverend that follows that little girl around? If he were to be a preacher in a church, this would be his church, this little chapel. So on obviously, like I that's the first place I want to go, but I go and I check out like the super old tombstones um or not tombstones, but the headstones and kind of do an EVP session and taking pictures and all that. So then I make my way over to the chapel and 
I turn the knob and of course it's locked because they don't want people in there. Oh, maybe I should have left that part out. Um, but I was able to pull it open. And so I went in and I really felt like I was interrupting a service. Like I should not have been there, first of all. Um, but I kept feeling like there was going to be someone because whenever you walk in, there's this door, but the pews go back past the door. So I kept feeling like there was somebody sitting in those very back pews and I kept feeling like it was going to be that creepy reverend. And so I went in there, I left my voice recorder in there. Um, I'm really going to have to download that stuff and put it on the computer so you guys can hear it. But um, the place that I put this voice recorder was up by the piano. It was up on the altar, like the pulpit. And that's also where the hymnals were. And I left it there for about 15 minutes while I went outside and we walked around and I took pictures and it sounds like someone is flipping through the hymnals, like it's paper that is being flipped. And there's a couple of times when it sounds like, um, clothes, clothes, like clothing, whenever it moves around, whenever you're walking around, it sounds like that. I didn't hear any footsteps. I just heard the clothes moving and then, um, very faintly, I need to go back and listen to it, but very, very faintly, it sounded like men talking to each other. Um, there was a point when we were outside in the cemetery and Michelle thought she heard a man. Um, so it could have very well been whenever she heard that man's voice. It could have been something from the chapel. I don't know. Because she did look at the chapel and say, did y'all, did y'all hear that? So um, that's definitely something for me to look into a little bit further. But that just about, well, it does wrap up this episode. Neil, do you want to add anything? Okay. He says no. So he's not going to add anything. Um, so this episode is going to go out on Wednesday. Uh, like I said, it's been three weeks, so I do apologize for it being a three week, um, break, but, uh, we'll get back on our regular, regular schedule. Hopefully we can get this, uh, we can get this Skype thing kind of figured out. But until then, you guys keep it creepy and we will see y'all later. Bye.